Welcome to our mini series, We Were Wrong. Uh, the, uh, the title of our podcast is I Was Wrong, and we'll definitely dive into that when we launch our podcast. But we're really excited to tell you about the things we've had going on and thought that putting it into a mini series titled We Were Wrong is pretty fitting. Uh, and you're, you'll definitely learn why soon. Uh, so my name is Tessa. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts. I'm Jeff. Uh, as you can see, as the title of our podcast, we are wrong because it's Saturday instead of Friday. And this is probably how things will go on this podcast. So <laughs> have to bear with us. Oh, that's so true. The intent of this mini series is to be raw, unedited and really transparent. Like we're literally not editing this at all. Um, we did take about, what, Jeff, maybe 20 takes before we started doing this? <laughs> yeah. Along with um, on our patio with kids' toys being kicked around and had to put the dogs in the house. So, yeah, it's been an interesting start. It's pretty typical for our life. Uh, the first episode we want to talk about, um, or, or should say is titled, is Moving to Waco in a Blizzard. Which for those of you who don't know, uh, Waco is in Texas. Uh, we just moved here from Denver, Colorado, and we'll get into all the nitty gritty details about our life when we, we actually launch our podcast uh, in early April. But the move was um, exciting. What do you think is a good word for it, Jeff? Stressful. Um, yeah, exciting, stressful. Um, fun. We had some good times with Marco Polo on the drive and uh, chatting back and forth with friends who came to help us move. <clears throat> I agree with that. I think suspenseful might be mm, like... That's a good word too. Yeah. So to add a little color um, to our move, um, my grandma was actually sick in the hospital, unfortunately. And so on Sunday, when we were trying to do all the final packing so we could get out a day earlier, uh, originally we were going to leave on Monday. Um, Sunday, we actually uh, were cleaning like mad people trying to get out of there and decided we wanted to try to beat the blizzard a little bit Um and again, like I said, we were trying to get to, to Waco as fast as possible so we could unpack as fast as possible um, so I could fly back to Minnesota, which um, didn't end up working out, but we'll get we'll get there. Um, but yeah, Sunday was uh, interesting where we were all trying to clean the house rampantly and then walk out the door and I felt like a complete crazy person. I'm sure you were pretty stressed, Jeff, trying to pack everything in the U-Haul. We'll agree. Others would agree with your comments. Um, yeah it was uh I was more worried about the drive than the pack I guess but I was okay with just chucking stuff in yeah yeah so we left that afternoon which was um kind of nice to be able to like get out and be able to leave that day earlier um we were like how far in town are we I think did did uh Chad and Jen actually Marco you when they asked me to look at the tire Yes, we were not very far. We weren't even out of Denver proper, actually, on the highway. <clears throat> so he basically drove like a hundred and some miles, which we learned later was a blown tire. <laughs> it was the inside duel. It was fine. 
they basically so we use Marco Polo like Jeff mentioned awesome app if you've never used it you like basically do video snippets back and forth but you can create groups so we created a group with them uh, I was driving our truck with our car behind Jeff is driving a U-Haul um, our friend uh, Chad and his fiance Jen were driving a different U-Haul and they were like hey can you can you drive behind us and see if there's something going on with the tire like we hear whistling and I was like I, I don't see anything <clears throat> Um, and we thought everything was, was good to go. And well, uh, we ended up in Raton, New Mexico. Well, you're still there. I can hear you. So you can keep talking. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, it, I think it did go away. Try talking again. Oh, I can't hear you now. We've lost Jeff. It says you're still in there, though. Well, in the whole theme of not editing this, we'll see if we can get Jeff back. Maybe it's his AirPods. But uh, we landed in Raton, New Mexico that night, which really wasn't isn't too far from Denver. We really were hoping to go a little bit farther, but we got there at like, I don't know, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. And with kids and everything else that we had going on, it was um, it was pretty chaotic, and we really felt like it it um, was probably the best place to stop. The roads are starting to get kind of snowy and um, a little bit rough. Yeah, probably some of the best driving we saw. We didn't actually see because it was dark. Huh? It's not working. Okay. Are your AirPods in there? Yeah, they Do you still have the audio button? Yeah, I think some of the best scenery we had was probably that first day when everything was covered in snow. But it was dark out, so we never seen it because Raton looked pretty. Uh, I would guess I would call them the tabletops or the little bluffs look pretty cool in the snow. So um, then we uh, obviously saw the tire was blown in the morning. Had to get that fixed. Oh, and oh, Tessa. Then in the rearview mirror, I saw uh, flashing lights. Which, lo and behold, ended up Tessa getting pulled over because the trailer lights quit working partway after we left Denver, which was another problem, but we figured we could make it to the hotel before it got dark, which did not happen. Yeah, hopefully this uh, um, police officer isn't listening to our podcast because I played stupid, even though we knew the trailer lights were intermittently working. Uh, we were actually going down like a, a a highway, which had like two separate sides, obviously with like a pretty big median in between. And the cop was on the other side of the road and I saw him, but he had someone pulled over and I was like, oh, there's no way he can see my trailer lights from uh, way over on the other side of the highway. Don't mind Chloe. She's pretty vocal there in the background, but uh, there's no way. I was like, there's no absolute way that he could see the trailer lights uh, from the other side of the road. And that was... Uh, absolutely the wrong information i was wrong we were wrong uh because he ended up coming around and he was actually following and parked not really wouldn't say parked but like um he was actually like uh on the other lane next to our friends uh who were in the other u-haul and and i was like he can definitely see our trailer now so i told them to try to follow me as closely as possible so they couldn't see my taillights but that was a lost cause because uh he obviously did see them and ended up pulling me over, but he was the nicest cop I think I've ever met in my entire life. It was, man, Jeff, do you remember how cold it was? I want to say it was like 
maybe 10 degrees outside in the edge of Colorado. It was cold. Uh, Not only that, but he was nice enough to let us know Olivia needed to pee. And he basically suggested that we pull over at this old building that nobody would be at so she could pee outside because he said (laughs) the wayside rests were all closed because of the snow. So, yeah, almost everything was closed once we left um, Pueblo, Colorado. I feel like almost everything was like shut down. Or a lot of towns did not have power. So like we stopped for gas at two different times and there was no, you couldn't get gas because there was no power in the rural areas. It is crazy, but he let me off with a warning, just told me I had to use my hazard lights for the rest of the time, which I tell you what, when you're trying to jam out to music because you're on a road trip, listening to your hazards being on the whole time is not all that enjoyable. <laughs> oh, but we made it. We made it to Raton. We really wanted to go swimming, even though we got there kind of late. Just the kids are just needed as something a little positive in their life and the pool was closed. The rooms were weird. We ended up having to have two separate rooms because we had our dogs with and they could only have dogs like on the first floor, which was, um, you know, I guess a hotel choice. And so um, our friends ended up upstairs with most of our kids and me and Jeff ended up downstairs with the dogs um, and one of our bigger kids. Um, it was I don't know. What's a good word for it? Chaotic? I don't know. Like yep. everything else. <laughs> It was interesting. Also, um, the fire alarm. Oh, yes. Did that happen that night or did both of those happen the next day? No, one happened at night because kids yeah, were sleeping. Yeah. Plus, I had to go move the uh, U-Haul because the – but that wasn't Raton, though. Oh, yeah, that was Amarillo. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but the fire alarm went off. Like, people were, like, bundling up their kids and, like, running outside with them kind of, like, I would say 10, 10.30 at night probably was the first time I think it yeah. went off. And, yeah. Yeah. It went over – it actually ended up going off again, like, the next morning, too, um, for a completely different reason. So, like, two different fire alarms where we're, like, trying to get – all the dogs together, which at that time we had like Chloe and Lucy. Now we have a new little furry friend we'll probably talk about in the future. Um, but I had to get everyone outside and get out of the hotel because of the fire alarm and found out that both times they were just a false alert. Just apparently one time was taking uh, someone was taking too long of a shower, which I don't know if that's actually what was happening. Uh, we're not really sure what happened in the morning, but um, woke up. Well, what time did we get up? It was like fairly early, I feel like. Yeah, because we were, we were planning on leaving early. Yeah, I want to say it was like probably somewhere between like seven, eight, although that's not super early. But um, yeah, we got up and then we got out to the U-Haul and we're like, oh, hey, we really did have a flat tire. <laughs> and the worst part was it wasn't even really a flat. It like disbeated itself. So we uh, had to call U-Haul for roadside assistance, which was a mistake because they make you stay where you are. Instead of being able to drive two miles to this guy's shop, they wouldn't let us leave. So he had to come out in the cold. And oh, change so an inside duel, which was good because he actually showed up with a rim and tire so he didn't have to leave with it. But don't call U-Haul Road Assistance. Just go there and pay for it and make them pay you back. <laughs> um, then we got started. So we were a little late, which was also a good thing because the guy who fixed the tire had told us that it was really icy around the uh, bluffs. And he said, at least this way, the tar would have been heated up for us. And he was right. It was still a little icy out there. Um other than that, I mean, we we were able to move along pretty good after that. I mean, we did hit some bad areas of ice on the roads because obviously they don't salt or sand. So 
that was a little sketchy in spots. Yeah, I think leaving, wanting to leave really early that morning was just like one of many instances where we made, I don't want to say we made a wrong choice because choices were made for us, but where, where we were wrong, which is why this mini series is titled We Were Wrong. Yeah, we went to Amarillo the next day, right? Yep, which wasn't horrible driving, but it was still a little rough. Um, I feel like the closer we got to Texas, some of the, we ended up on some like kind of, I wouldn't say side roads. They probably are like highways to like locals, but for like a move and being with U-Hauls, they definitely weren't like interstate style highways. And so they were a little snowy. There's a few sketchy uh, like turn lanes and things that, you know, with all of us in U-Hauls and pulling trailers. On and off ramps. Yes. Oh my gosh. Texas's on and off ramps are bananas to begin with. And like, then they didn't plow. Yeah. So some of them were drifted. So you had to go through it pretty good. You didn't slow down on the old U-Haul. <laughs> um, oh, I remember one time putting the truck in four-wheel drive and I was like, I'm just barreling through. And it was just, it was kind of nuts. I think it was nice though that like, we're originally from Minnesota for anyone who might be listening who doesn't know us. So we're totally used to this crazy chaotic weather and, and things. But like the ice is something we've never had to experience. Like ice is... Minnesota doesn't know ice because we salt the roads and there's you don't ever even see ice unless it's like some fluke situation where it's like raining and freezing instantly. Um, So it was pretty interesting coming into Texas. I will say like Amarillo is a pretty, pretty nice town in general. I mean, obviously, we didn't spend a lot of time there, but there's some really cool houses and things outside of town. And we got into town and were able to find a hotel that had power. Oh, (laughs) Do you want to tell about that hotel emergency? <laughs> yeah, not long after we got there, the fire alarm went off uh, okay. once again. I think we did get to go swimming first. We did go swimming did. first. You're so right. Kids we did go the... swimming and we got to yeah. use the hot tub for a little bit. But uh, then the fire alarm went off and that was because a frozen pipe burst in the lobby, which commenced to flood the lobby and then the parking lot because it was a lower pipe. So they had to drain the whole system of the hotel to fix it and then so they could reopen so yeah i had to move the u-haul because the water got deep enough it was almost up to the rim on the tire we didn't want that to freeze in overnight <laughs> the whole parking lot was like a skating rink well yeah. i want to say the whole lot the part of the lot where our u-hauls were parked or where your u-haul was parked mm-hmm. and the side that we were actually staying on was just like a skating rink it was bananas I don't know. I tell you what, life was weird that week in general. Um, we did get like, um, we stayed at a residence in, which kudos to Marriott. Like I'm a Marriott member and have been for a while and, and really appreciate their service. But um, we stayed in a residence in actually that had, it was dog friendly, which was nice, but had rooms across the hall from each other. So it was really nice because all the adults went in one room um, and Ethan's, or I'm sorry, Jeff's son, my stepson, I claim him as my own though, uh, Ethan, who is 19, actually like ran the kids room. So it was really nice that we kind of got to just like chill a little and get away from a little bit of stress and chaos and let the kids be crazy like they like to be. And um, we got to kind of chill and it ended up being a really relaxing afternoon, but I think in hindsight, I kind of wish we would have drove further that day. True. Uh, but we didn't know what we were driving into at that point in time either. And from what we had heard, it was pretty bad. And it was bad. But the worst part was is that 
we weren't prepared for how disaster-like the town becomes. More so meaning that the first night we actually made it here from Amarillo, we ate cheeseburger microwave sandwiches from a gas station for dinner because everything was closed. Everything either didn't have power or hadn't had power, so their coolers were no good, so they couldn't sell you food. I mean, it was, yeah, I don't know, apocalyptic maybe? It was crazy. We actually rented an Airbnb, um, and we started that rental on that Tuesday, which we left Amarillo Tuesday morning and did get to Waco Tuesday afternoon. We stopped at what, two to three. Well, I'd say we stopped at two gas stations to find out there was no power, so we couldn't get gas. I was down to a 60-mile range on the truck um, and basically kept watching for small towns, tiny towns. Do they have power? Are they open? And we think maybe they intermittently like turned off small town power. Like one town got it for a bit, then the next town maybe got it. Cause we just, it was just like, we kept hitting every town and none of them had power, but then we got to like a little bit bigger town. I wouldn't say it was still a big town, but it was a, a bigger town. We were finally able to get gas. Like I was at a point where I was kind of sitting in the truck, like we might be sitting on the side of the road, like hoping that someone can bring us gas from a gas station because my range was very low. Granted, I guess the U-Hauls maybe could have kept going and brought me back gas. But I don't know when you get to that situation where you're like, ah, uh, poop, I don't know where I'm going to get gas from. I don't know where I'm going to get food from. I don't know where we're going to shower. You get to a point of um, as much faith as you have um, and hope uh, you start to lose it pretty quickly. I will admit a gas station cheeseburger at that point did end up tasting good. Because we were all starving. hungry. Yeah. When we did get the Airbnb, uh, we didn't think we were going to have water, which we didn't. Pipes are froze, but there was a little trickle, so I cranked the heat up, and luckily, after about an hour, the water started trickling faster, and by the end of the night, we did have water so everyone could shower. I mean, you pulled some of your Minnesota tricks. Like, you opened cabinet doors. Oh, yeah. Like, we put some heaters We grabbed some heaters, got pipes. a fan going. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It was chilly, I will admit. I don't know if some of the older houses here in Texas are rated for below zero temperatures, I should say. Well, I guess we never got below zero. We only got down to about seven, but it was cold. It was cold. It was actually really funny because it's had us starting to like, as we're looking at houses, um, has us kind of like looking at like how they're building them, like water pipes on the outside, just some of the things that, I mean, you can easily do in Texas, right? Because like this storm was literally like, I don't remember what they say, like the last time it happened, it was like, I want to say something like it happened in the 80s, maybe, but I think that level of storm was like 100 years hadn't happened. <laughs> and it happened the week of our move, which um, I don't know, is pretty much par for the course for our life lately. I mean, we've been here three weeks, going on four. Yeah. yeah. And the grocery stores are just now like fully restocked. Even Target's still a little light on their produce oh, yeah, and stuff. So, I mean, it. It literally affected this place like for a month. Well, it's a month recovery so far, and it's it's crazy. <laughs> what did we end up eating? So we ended up eating the weirdest food for like two days because we went to the grocery stores. 
and tried to get whatever food we could. Um, like Tuesday night, we eventually had water before we went to bed, which is nice. Those who needed to shower, showered. Um, we had power from the beginning, which was incredible. Um, I know a, f- a friend of mine who lives here in Waco didn't have power for, I want to say like almost a full week. Yeah, and he went, had to stay with his parents. Yeah, he would stay with his parents. So back in right. his childhood bedroom. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was nuts. Like, Texas is just not prepared for that. And I think, like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We probably should have moved our move, but it would have meant, like, having to find somewhere else to possibly stay in the interim. It would have meant um, canceling reservations and deposits and things that were non-refundable because, you know, pan- companies are just trying to get as much money as they can right now, I think, with COVID. Like, I think that this is just... I don't know, an analysis, but I do feel like a lot of companies right now are doing a lot of non-refundable things because they've lost so much money. And a lot of the like hotel reservations and things that we booked were like non-refundable and, um, and those were the only choices. And I'm sure it was on purpose because we, we kind of booked things as we needed them, but um, the air or the um, VRBO, I guess is what I ended up using actually um, was already pre-booked. And it was like, if we moved it, we're losing four grand if we don't end up needing that which was a pretty big hit for anyone obviously and um yeah it was crazy let's see what else happened when we uh caught wake i don't think there's much else i think it was just like every day we were waiting for our movers we had movers scheduled for wednesday to help us come and unload the u-hauls and I don't blame them. Once we drove into Waco, like I got to Waco first um, before the U-Hauls did. And I was like, I basically Marco Polo them. And I was like, guys, you're going to have to like, take it real slow. It was just a glare ice. Like I was, I have this like ridiculous fear of semis, but I wouldn't even pass a semi on a highway because it was so icy that I didn't know if I'd hit like a larger piece that I couldn't control or if there'd be something different next to the semi. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, the roads were bad. I mean, because they don't plow here, everything got piled up like in the lanes so like if turn lanes weren't used all the slush got piled up there and then it froze at night i mean you had to be extremely careful and for someone who had just recently been rear-ended i was slightly worried driving my truck around again (laughs) jeff has ptsd over being rear-ended and i don't really blame him we are like major vehicle connoisseurs and both like really really love our vehicles and so it's like emotional for us to have our vehicles digged up or hit or whatever oh i know what i was talking about i was talking about the groceries we ended up having to eat we bought like what were the things we bought at the grocery store it was like vegetable fried rice because he couldn't find one with meat we got we found one bertoli's like pasta mix in a bag that we gave to the kids because it was fettuccine i have to admit if you're a vegetarian or a vegan in texas you would be good in Apocalypse because <laughs> the freezers were full. But if you like meat or pizza, you would be screwed. Yeah. Or burritos, frozen burritos. Those were gone too. You couldn't get anything. Oh, that's crazy. I'll tell you what, cheeseburgers from a gas station are definitely not keto friendly. I had to eat some garbage food that week that I would normally not have eaten in my current life. 
but we got it. Um, we made it there, obviously. The movers were uh, scheduled for Wednesday. See, like, I derailed my conversation so much. That's what I was getting to was the movers. So we really, really, really didn't want to have to unload these U-Hauls by ourselves. So we actually had to bring Chad and Jen back to the Dallas airport Wednesday afternoon. Which was another which... interesting drive for me. <laughs> Wasn't as bad as we thought. I still could get, I think I got up to 60 on the freeway, but it was sketchy in a lot of places. You, The underpasses here are horrible when you go under a bridge. They were really bad. You had to let off the gas or it would break loose. And granted, my tires aren't the greatest on my truck either, but I think Dallas is between an hour and a half and two hours, and I think it ended up taking me six, almost seven hours round trip to go there and back that night. Um, but we at least we got them there so they could get to their flights and get home. Um, the drive back was a little sketchy, uh, especially when you got to Waco and by yourself, obviously. But I remember I texted you like a hundred times. I feel like I was like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Check to find my friends. Like I'm not normally a worrying person, but once you start to hear the rest of those little mini series and everything that's been going on, like you'll start to realize like why I'm a worrying person now, because it's just been like so much badness. And now I'm like, what's the next piece of badness that's coming about? And Thankfully, I think I'm on the tail end of that and working through that. But um, yeah, I was pretty worried when he had to um, drive up to Dallas with the conditions. But again, we had people that had to get back to their homes and their safe places. So uh, movers couldn't work on Wednesday, obviously, with the ice. Um, I was crossing my fingers, praying, praying and praying so hard that the movers would be able to come and help us on um on Thursday, because my grandma was definitely declining and she was getting worse, and um, they texted or they called, I should say, uh, Thursday morning, and they're like, "Yeah, we you know we're not working again today. It's really icy." And um, I kind of had a little internal emotional meltdown because it was just like oh, it's just another day that we have to wait. Um, but Jeff and I actually went to the storage unit, unloaded the smaller of the U-Hauls. Um, I was like just emotionally a mess with my grandma being as ill as she is and um maybe to those that don't know us I really only have like one set of grandparents I actually spent a significant amount of time with um I didn't spend a lot of time with my dad's parents this is my mom's mom and um she's a very important person to me and it was really hard and so um I kind of struggled with that but I persevered and I was like you know what maybe if we push really hard we unload this u-haul like we can get the next one done by ourselves tomorrow and then I can fly to Minnesota Friday night um but unfortunately my grandma actually passed away Thursday night um so I didn't didn't make it and um the movers did come and help us Friday but it was obviously too late at that point um, but it was really nice that I didn't have to physically pull myself together um, for Friday, and, and they did a lot, and they were so helpful. Waco Moves, I believe that's their company name, strongly recommended, super, super nice people, um, really reasonable and um, very helpful with the move. Yes, they were. Unloaded that truck in like 45 minutes. Fastest I've ever done it. Yeah, it was well worth the money and the saving on us. For sure. Well, I think on that note, um, that kind of ends our, our move. And we've, yeah, we're a little over time. <laughs> That's okay. We're trying to keep her at 20 minutes, but yeah. Um, we'll definitely try to be on time on Friday, but <laughs> like the title <laughs> says, we are wrong. We're, yeah, 
We're wrong. And the title of our podcast is I Was Wrong for a Reason, because I think, and we'll dive into that, but like marriage is full of situations where you're like, we got this. Or maybe individually, you're like, I got this. But your spouse is on a completely different page. And I think the thing that we've learned the most out of marriage is like admitting that you're wrong. Yep. Taking the hit and moving forward. So um, we'll see you next week with our next episode in our little mini series of We Were Wrong.